Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Menderich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Yeah, man. Well, thanks, Riley. Thanks for so much for coming on the show, mate. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. A long time in the making, um, but we're here now. So for those that don't know, you are absolutely exploding on LinkedIn that may not have seen some of the stuff that you do and the motivation that you provide. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, mate. Man, really what I'm doing mm. is just using this tool called LinkedIn that 180, 75 million people are using, mm. but only like two to 3% of the people are actually using it. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. I'm using this tool that gives me an edge or an advantage on getting into the next place or the next position or opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's such a it's such a crazy thing because it's such a big that was the ecosystem of the business world, and people don't use it that way because they're st- still stuck with I don't want to do that. That's not on brand, or I don't want to put that out there. But tell us a little bit more about what you do, what your background is, and maybe how you got to where you are right now. Talk us through that. Okay, so how I got to where I'm at right now. Yeah. How I got to where I'm at right now. How did you, how did you, by, how did you get the tag of um, Chief Motivational Officer? Let's hear this. Oh, okay, Chief Motivational Officer. All right, I love this one. So this actually comes from a CrossFit community base. Mm-hmm. So when I work out with other people, like I sit there and cheer and root for them. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to lift, like I got a pretty decent back squat, mm-hmm. but whatever your back squat is, I'm going to cheer for it. Like it's bigger than mine. Even if the number on the, on the, on the, on the bar isn't that way, mm-hmm. but the goal that you're accomplishing to you is bigger than what I'm accomplishing. So I'm going to root for you on that end. So like if your goal is to lift 250 pounds doing a certain lift, I'm going to root for you. Like you're lifting a million pounds. Like you're breaking a world record. Like, Mm -hmm. and and that's just where I got it. Like, so they were like, man, like every time I lift or like PR days, Hey, are you going to be in the gym? Mm -hmm. I want you to be in the gym. So you can root for me to go ahead and lift this number or hit this number. This is my goal. And like, when they would tell me like, Hey, I want to try and do this. I'd be like, fuck that. We're not trying. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to hit that. And you're going to be great at it. And that's kind of how I got that moniker of chief motivational officer. Awesome. But so tell us a little bit more about like, how does that now intertwine with the support that you give on LinkedIn and how did you get there? So I got laid off in August, right? Like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. It was a blind side. It, it sucked, but it was actually like really a big blessing to me mm-hmm. because what I got to do is I, my back was against the wall. I'm a father of two. My eldest is on the spectrum, single income. Like, how am I going to like, how am I going to provide for my family? When it happened, like the day it happened, I went downstairs and I cried and I like told my wife, I was like, babe, I'm so sorry. Like, I felt like I let her down. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't understand what I did wrong. The next day I had a call from somebody that was trying to get on board with my company that I worked with. And they're like, Hey, I'm ready to go. I was like, unfortunately, I'm no longer there, but you can give a call to so-and-so and they'll be glad to help you out. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? Like you're Amex. Like yeah. you're the person that we know you've called me for eight years and I'm uh, ready to get uh, started. Like what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and he goes, what's your non-compete like? And I was like, I'll send it to you. So I send it to him. He takes a look at it. He has his attorneys look at it. He's like, Oh yeah, no, no big deal. He goes, you want a job? I got an offer for you right now. 
Mm-hmm. And I took a few days to like really think about what I wanted to do. And I posted on social media, on my Facebook. And one of my really good friends, Byung Chung, reached out and was like, hey, man, you should get into software. Mm-hmm. And for me, that seemed like a fantasy because I'm a high school dropout. But what I've done in the past nine years, like I've listened to so many podcasts and audibles that helped me grow and develop that put me on a different platform. And I started showing up at the table and I started finding out and telling myself this story of like, who cares if you're a high school dropout? Mm-hmm. And I started telling myself this story of like, I am worthy. Yeah. Like I am worthy. I brought in a lot of revenue to this organization selling disposable gloves. Like I can do this. I can make this transition. And I had a really good friend of mine named Paul Lee. He told me like he was, he was honest. He was blunt and he was truthful to me. He was like, look, you probably don't have the ability to make that jump to be an enterprise AE. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but you should read this book called When to Transition or When to Jump by Mike Lewis. Mm-hmm. And so I read this book and it inspired me because it was a story about of a bunch of people going into like a different industry or making a transition from whatever they were doing to something different and how their hardships that they had to face in the uphill climb. And it honestly gave me encouragement. Like, even though he told me like, you don't have this yet. He also gave me a reason like, you don't have this yet, but look at this and this is going to help motivate you. And that's what I found in it. I found a different message than probably what most people would have heard. Yeah. So that's kind of probably where it separates me apart from a lot of people is like the message I'm being told is not the message that I'm choosing to listen to. It's like that noise of like, there's a hundred thousand layoffs going on. In, in the tech space, like, oh, it's going to be hard. The talent pool is going to be deep. It's going to be impossible to find a job in that industry. That's not the story I told myself. Mm-hmm. The story I told myself is, yes, the talent pool is going to be deep. Competition is going to be fierce. And I'm going to find the company that's going to give me the opportunity. Yeah. And I'm going to do what I need to do. So back against the wall, I got involved with LinkedIn. I started lurking. I started watching people pose. I started seeing what people were doing. I found this guy named Jake Thibodeau and I asked him, I was like, Hey, what'd you do to get into tech? He goes, Oh, Aspireship. He and I ended up chatting back and forth in messages. So I signed up for Aspireship Mm -hmm. and I got hooked because they have so many people like teaching courses on there. Christine Rogers was teaching this course and she spoke with so much passion and conviction. And I'm like, fuck, I want to be like one eighth as talented as she is. And I did the test and I tested for it and I failed. I failed the first test and the, like the, the first final and I was bummed. I was like, man, I don't know why I failed this, but they told me why. Mm-hmm. And I took all the information and I went back to the drawing board and I passed. And I wasn't hurt that I failed. Mm-hmm. I was glad that they gave me feedback so I can grow and develop. Yeah. And when they gave me that opportunity, I was already like interviewing with a bunch of companies. Not only do they like give you this test and the certificate that helps you get like a better standing point. Mm-hmm. They also provide support for you to like look in the job market um, out there. But mm-hmm. I already had like handful of offers in my back pocket when that happened, because like what it taught me was is the vernacular and the jargon, the way that people speak in this industry, because all the stuff that they're doing, like I've done with the previous job I had, mm-hmm. like I could sell B2B. I could talk to C-suite employees. I could talk to business owners. I could train go-to-market strategies to sales teams on a product like disposable gloves, which isn't sexy at all. Mm-hmm. But I can sit there and inspire people to go after a market where they're missing out on opportunity. It's like, guys, the easiest way to grow your revenue 
is by asking the most profitable book, uh, question in business. And that's, do you want fries with that? Mm-hmm. And all it means is like, how do you add on to it? And that's what I did with LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. How do I add on to this momentum and keep building? So I started commenting. I started posting. I started liking. I started showing up. I attended um, events like Whiskey Wednesday mm-hmm. by Jesse Lizak yeah. and Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started showing up to Thursday night sales. I started meeting a bunch of other people that were like-minded that wanted to like support me on my growth and opportunity. Um, social, social. I found Jen Allen through winning the challenger. So, I mean, like, here's the thing. There's so much free content out there mm-hmm. that we can learn from. Like, you don't have to have this fancy certificate or degree on your wall to mm-hmm. say that you're educated. Yeah. Brian Tracy talks about it, calling it drive time university. The vehicle of my education is like my actual vehicle. Like mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts. I listen to audibles when I'm driving. When I pick my son up from school, he's not listening to music. He's listening to that shit. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. daughter's bath time routine, uh-huh. when I found winning the challenger cell, it was I'd give her a bath and I'd turn on the podcast and Jen Allen's voice would be the voice that she'd hear going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And she'd be talking to all these different brilliant people on this podcast, Doug Landis, Nate, there's all, uh, I think I butchered his last name, mm-hmm. Leslie v- Vanette, Vanette, I butchered her last name probably too, Amy Vola, like Sam McKenna, like all these great people are out there mm-hmm. sharing their stories and insight for free. And mm-hmm. all I was doing is just picking up the game that they were putting down. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I love it. I love it. Now, maybe could you speak to um because what you like what you did was amazing, but maybe could you also talk us through because a lot of people are obviously still laid off. Could you talk through how you mm-hmm. did it and what were some of the approaches you took to maybe help some of those people? Yeah. So I did probably what everybody's doing out there and I applied directly to mm-hmm. like all these websites, but they say like you're only gonna get like one percent. Mm-hmm your shot of getting interviews 1%. Like those are small numbers. Like the opportunity is very low. So how do you rig a game in your favor? Mm-hmm. You use the power of LinkedIn. So what I started doing is I started posting. I started commenting. I started building a network. I started posting and reaching out in other people's communities. I started showing up. Yeah. And once you start showing up, like Grant Cardone says, mm-hmm. the best known beats the best. Mm-hmm. So I found people that have done this heavy lifting. Uh, Tara LaFon Gooch, she says this, and her Don Cohen say this, lifting heavy furniture is easy to do with others. Mm. So like these other people have already done this heavy lifting. They've already built an audience. They've already built a community. Mm -hmm. And all I did is start showing up and participating and engaging in it. And once you start showing up, people start noticing who you are, especially if you're like authentic and genuine about it. Yeah. And sorry, the word how authentic is kind of beat uh, you know, with everybody abusing it. Mm-hmm. I think the only person that actually should be able to use that word is Brene Brown. And, um, but like, really, that's what I did. I started showing up differently. I started mm-hmm. reaching out to hiring managers. And if mm-hmm. the hiring managers weren't responding to me, I found the sales managers. Mm-hmm. I found the VP of sales. I started reaching out to the people that were going to be who I would be underneath. And I started reaching out to them. And then I started posting about like this, we stuff, like I'm, my biggest post and content that I shared, it had like 50,000 impressions. 
And I probably had like an audience of like under a thousand when it happened. And it was really about just like how I'm passionate about like, look guys, like let's change our mindset. I got a green banner. It sucks, but there's plenty of opportunity out there mm-hmm. and you're not alone in this fight. And if you need me, I'm here for you. And mm-hmm. I, I truly mean that. Like I'm here for whoever wants it, but you have to do the work. I'm not here so you can tell me your sob story and then do nothing about it because that's a waste of my time. And I got to protect my time because it's a valuable commodity. Like that's the one resource that you can never replenish. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would just go out to other people and I'd reach out and like, Hey, who else? And then I'd ask other people like, like if you don't know who Nicholas Thicket is and Morgan Smith are from B2B power hour, Mm -hmm. you're living under a rock. And I feel sorry for you, but you got these two gentlemen that bring on phenomenal people on their podcast and they just shoot the shit about business, about things that are going on out in the market. And they're mm-hmm. talking about all this stuff and they're giving you all this game for free. Yeah. And they're not only doing this, but they're also offering like, if you're alone and if you feel by yourself in the silo, reach out, we're here to help out. And they respond, they mm-hmm. respond to your messages. And I know this because they've done it for me. Mm-hmm. So like this community that is full of people like Tom Sokum, where he ended up doing this phone-a-thon. Yeah. Like 35 people cold calling where Mark Mack and Topher Evans like took over on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I showed up at there. Michelle Craig, she was like sitting there moderating it. Mm-hmm. Like it was just fun to be involved in that community. And guess what? what happens? Like when you're in this community and you're in this environment, when stuff happens to you, you lean on your network and your network's there to support you. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the old school neighborhoods that people grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if I wanted Kool-Aid, but I didn't have sugar, I'm going to my neighbors and they're going to have sugar. They're going to give it to me. And now we're going to have Kool-Aid together. They yeah. got cereal, but they don't have milk. I have milk. Great. Let's break bread together. And that's the kind of environment that I grew up in, especially being like the youngest of eight a low income family, like you experience certain things where you see like the support of others is vital to your success. I love it. I love it. I love it. Do you think, so obviously you've been able to lean on all these different types of podcasts and books and, and that accelerated some part of your learning that's propelled you to be able to land the role that you're looking for or that you were looking for now, but were there any special, um, forms of outreach that you undertook that were pivotal to that success that might help those that are still laid off now, do you think? Like, did, yeah, you, do anything, did um, you do anything different? Like, tell me, tell me about that. Uh, you know what I, you know what I did different was I did what others won't do. Right. And that's just like sales in general. Mm-hmm. You got to do something different that makes you stand outside the crowd. Yeah. You know, like I, like I participated in free, like there's so much free stuff out there. Mm-hmm. like the Sam McKenna's the queen of show me, you know, me. Yeah. Like she's giving free content out. Uh, Lavender, like you're trying to struggle, like getting a free job, like get a job. You don't have a job right now. Mm-hmm. They're providing you to use their software to make sure your email resonates and hits home. Mm-hmm. Like they're giving it to you for free yeah, yeah, because they want you to have a better opportunity. Like there's so much stuff out there. Tara LaFont Gouge, she ran this cohort uh of people of like how to use linkedin and Mm -hmm. so i participated in that i showed up 
it was like at 7 a.m in the morning mm -hmm. for me and like i'm laid off but i was up at, at it like cool let me do it let me learn let me yeah. figure this out james perry like mm -hmm. he's built yeah. a community he's shown this stuff like like look what this guy's doing he's built job boards for other people mm -hmm. like and what i did is like i would tag people in this stuff mm -hmm. so I actually want to share this kind of story about tagging yeah, people. And it's kind of funny to me. So when I was younger, again, I'm the youngest of eight. My older brother, one time he kicked my ass so bad. Like it was a pretty bad fight. Like I was pissed and I was trying to figure out how to get back at him. So mm -hmm. I went outside in the backyard and I took a spray can and I spray painted his name. I tagged his name on the wall, big letters. Parents got home and they're like, what the hell? And he was like, I didn't do that. Why would I write my own name? And he was like, Riley did that. And I was like, nah, why would I write your name? That's weird. And so my parents ended up like to this day, still believe he did that. Like, this is like 30 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so, so like when I'm talking about like tagging other people's names, mm -hmm. like I was doing it at a young kid age yeah, yeah, yeah. to get back at my brother. But now like when I'm tagging other people, it's like, it's to help them gain exposure. Yeah, it's for them to get visibility out there in the community, so people know who they are, so they have a better opportunity at landing the roles. Yeah, Love and that's it. that's really what it is: is supporting others. Mm -hmm. What do you think that the biggest things are that you've learned in your whole career to now? Biggest thing I've learned in my whole career, now. you know. I've learned so many freaking wonderful things in life, mm -hmm. in my career, in my personal life. And really what it is, is like, it's the power of who you surround yourself with matters. Mm -hmm. If you're surrounding yourself with shitty people, you're going to be shitty or mm -hmm. you're going to be a good version of the, the worst person you could be. But yeah. that's not really saying much. And like, like I was there, like I, I grew up in a low income area where it was heavily populated by gangs and that was the cool thing to do mm -hmm. and when life wasn't going my way i thought the world owed me everything because i was like i thought i was like the gift to the world and when i really realized that i was like i owe the world everything mm -hmm. like my whole mindset changed and it took a long time but what it was is like finding people that are in my network in my personal life that help me understand that i'm worthy like one of my good friends, like when I was laid off, I was talking to him about like, man, dude, like I'm getting rejected a lot. A lot. And he was like, hey, man, you're worthy. Like, yeah. this is this is a guy that's a general counsel. And is a partner at a law firm mm -hmm. telling me this stuff. And like, I'm a high school dropout, dude. Like, what the heck? Like, how does he know I'm worthy? But he knows because he knows who I am. Yeah. He knows that I, I want the best for everybody. He knows that I want to see other people succeed. And he knows I like bringing everybody together. And he was like, he was just supporting me the way I support him in different ways. And that's really what it is. Like who you surround yourself matters. Yeah. Because who you surround yourself with is going to impact the story you tell yourself. And the story you tell yourself is, is going to be so critical on your success. Like you're not going to realize it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, so what do you think 
So if you had some advice to the people that are still laid off now, or just to people that want to get started with how to build communities and those relationships, even all across the world, what would that be? Man, I don't think I could say it better than James Perry said it on your episode, man. <laughs> but it's like, you got to get in the game. If you're not playing in this game, you're going to get left behind. And if you're scared to participate and show up because you think other people are going to make fun of you, great, good, let them make fun of you. Because when you're in the role that you want to be and you're making the money and you're having the lifestyle that you want, they're going to look at you and be like, holy shit, they did it. Mm. And what you're going to do is you're going to show them like, yeah, I did everything that you said I wasn't going to do by doing the things that you wouldn't do. And that's what helps you stand out. If you do the things that others won't, you're going to be noticed. Yeah. As long as it's ethical, right? Like, I mean, there's ways to stand out and not be the right way. And if you end up posting BS where people are like, oh, that's BS. Like you're not living what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. People are going to notice that stuff. Yeah. People are going to be able to call you out on that stuff. So just show up who you are because like there's so many people out there. And what makes us different makes the world more colorful. Like, like you have this ability to reach across the world mm-hmm. and connect with people that have a different lifestyle than you. And they want to hear your story. Yeah, You have this ability to reach across the states. You have the ability to reach across the city without having to get in your car. Yeah. Yeah. And waste gas money, you know, and be able to connect with people without even doing anything by just, typing on the keyboard Mm. like i remember when aol was was popular and you got mail you know that would pop up i remember using that as a kid and like having a username and like joining in the chats things like that Mm. and now like now that i'm an adult i'm like all this is is all that stuff you know this far into the future so what's it going to do in another 10 years? Like how crazy is this platform going to transform in the next year? Yeah. You know, and, and it may not take off the way that we think it's going to take off, mm-hmm. but if you're an early adapter to it, yeah. you're going to be in that much better of a position. You're going to have a, a further head start than mm-hmm. other people. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, it's like when people were like go, moving to Frisco for the gold rush right? Mm-hmm. The people that got out there first and early, the early yeah. settlers, they're the ones that ended up getting all the money. Mm-hmm. The people that got there late, yeah, they got a portion of it. And then the people that like never adapted, they never got that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you go do something that others won't do, you're going to get more out of it. And that's what it is. Like show up in people's DMs. If they don't want to reach out to you and respond to you, great. Move on to the next person. Yeah. If they want to talk to you, they're going to reach out. And also give people grace because things get lost. Like this platform is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. But what you can do is you can be kind and understanding and give key people compassion because there's only so much time in the day that their life is not to live on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Their life is outside of LinkedIn. And what they do on LinkedIn is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that... um. The- one thing that you said there, because like people that aren't willing to adapt now, they're not looking at where this is going to go. Like it's going to be even more connected than what it is now. And if you already refused, can't do these skills, 
what are you going to do when it gets gets more accelerated than where it is now? So um yeah, like look at look oh, at oh man yeah like what happens what would happen if the business platform became an adaptation of what WeChat is in China for everything, and if people aren't yeah. willing to play on the platform, then they they don't have any they're not in they're not involved in what the ecosystem is at all. So if it all goes there and technology is yeah. not going backwards, they're going to have big problems. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like think of it like this, right? Think of it as the gym, right? If you start working out today mm. in a year, you're going to be that much stronger, that much better. Yeah. Two years from now, you're going to be that much stronger, that much better. The person that joins the gym, let's say five years after you joined it. Yeah. They're not going to have the same playing field as you. Right. They might be lifting a lot more than you are because they already have this advantage in this head start. So they're running this race. They've already identified, you know, their territory or their stake, their claim in this market. Mm. Why be last to the market? It's kind of like when people are like, oh, I should have invested in Apple back then. Oh, if I would have done, if I would have invested in Netflix. I mean, look at Blockbuster Video, man. Like, they're probably kicking themselves in the pants because uh-huh. they had a chance to buy Netflix for like $50 million. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster is nowhere to be found, but now a comedy show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that's the joke of it. Like, yeah. if you don't adapt, <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. Like, change is inevitable, mm-hmm. growth is optional. And that's John Maxwell that says that. Like, You're either going, you're either growing or you're going, you're either progressing or you're regressing. There's no such thing as staying the same. Cause if you're staying the same and everybody else is growing, you're still here. Mm -hmm. So the, the gap between you two is that much bigger. So you're really regressing while they're growing. Love it, man. Love it. Um, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners or anything further that you want to convey for, um, anyone out there that might be able to, take advantage of some of your insights yeah get involved like get involved show up as who you are guess what you don't want to post content great don't post Mm. jump in the conversations that other people are posting be involved in the conversations of the people who you want to become like who you want to admire and it doesn't have to be me because there's so many people out there on this platform that are way better than me Get involved with their conversations. If you want to get involved with me, I'm on LinkedIn. Here I am. Come find me. Let me help you out. How can I support you? I'm here to cheer for all the people that need a cheerleader in their life. Not everybody has that support system in their corner. And I don't know you, but Mm -hmm. I will cheer for you like I'm your fucking best friend. And whatever you accomplish, I'm going to be excited for you because guess what? That's amazing for you. It's not about comparison. It's about compassion. And when we are understanding and give each other grace and show each other this kindness, we are able to accomplish more by being there for each other. Like I said, there's so many great people out there. Mm. I've already mentioned so many different people. If you're not following Amy Volos, if you're not following Tara, if you're not following Jen Allen, Sam McKenna, mm. if you're not following Tom Slocum, Eddie, Jesse, Morgan, 
Nicholas, mm-hmm. B2B Power Arrow, Social Social, uh, Tyler Travis, the King of the Pandas. That dude is awesome. There's so many people posting so much great content on here. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I know not enough people on here that are posting great content. So if you have somebody that you're like, this person's amazing, check them out. Yeah. Let me know. I want to find them. Like Andrew Aziz, Brian is out there. Who else is out there? Like I, mean, like I said, Lavender's out there. Like that whole organization. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Sam Sales. Everybody there. Freaking phenomenal people that post great content that are great at writing. Mm-hmm. And what, what? Tara, what's her last name? Hold on one second. Yeah, man. Hortzmeyer. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. woman yeah, is yeah, yeah. gifted with her words. Like she writes, and every time she writes, it's like magic is sprinkled on the canvas. Like whatever she touches mm-hmm. is gold. She's like Midas. Like, just phenomenal with her words and like i she's somebody like i honestly have fomo so like when she posts like i'm trying to find it yeah yeah yeah. and when she comments on people's comments like i'm trying to find out and join her comment party mm-hmm. because she's super kind she's super like just loving and just passionate about sharing other people uh you got natalie fisher's like James said it, the world is your oyster. And if you're not using LinkedIn to broaden your reach, strengthen your network and build your community together, you're missing out. And the game is going to get played on a different level. And by the time that, by the time you adapt it, you're going to have to figure out how to adapt and adjust to it. Mm -hmm. So get involved now, get involved today. I guarantee you the worst thing that can happen is start lurking, start watching from the sidelines. And it's kind of like double dutch, like when everybody's jumping the rope, you're watching people jump in, jump out, jump in, jump out. You're over there going like this, like, when is it my turn? When is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Jump in, get involved. That's all I want people to do. Get involved. Love it, man. Love it. Well, thank you so much for such a powerful episode and how you've been able to convey the power of LinkedIn and how you're able to propel as many people forward as possible. Love what you do. Love the inspiration. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I'll, I don't need to ask you where can people find you because obviously you're an advocate for the platform <laughs> of LinkedIn. But um, thanks. So <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on here and I can't yeah. wait for more people to hear you. Awesome, man. Thanks. I man. can't wait, man. Cheers, thank man. you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share and follow. See you next time.